You're listening to season number three, episode 70. This is Jeff, stimulating thoughts about life, igniting a spark about what's going on, and exposing the dark from the light. It's like, hold on a second, man. I've been working for you for three years straight. This is the thought process, you know? I see that. It's the unspoken truth of Break through the wall of mystery to the glow. Yo, what's good with you, fam? So, this episode is from last month, right before my birthday. Um, I planned on uploading it but other things came up and I, I never got a chance to get around to it so you know this is what you're gonna be listening to in this episode so I hope you enjoy it it is what Lee would call dramatic but I call it theatrical so you know let me know what you think about it at the end you know what I mean but until then fam y'all enjoy yourself the sweeper I just made this sweeper and this beat I just made this beat no worries for this right now okay so y'all enjoy Yo, 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 what's good, family? Hey, it's been a while since we spoke. The last time I actually published a podcast was back in June of 2018, and here we are in March of 2019. My birthday's coming up. No, no, that's not the reason why I got back on the mic. However, that is something that is coming up, so I'm looking forward towards that. And things have changed since the last time we spoke. You know, the last time I spoke with you, you know, I was driving a certain vehicle. I had a job working with a certain contractor. I think that's about it. <laughs> now, nah, as far as the drama, anyway, that's about it. Everything else has been on the up and up, you know, just more like personal life changes and building my business, things of that nature. You know, that's that. But as far as the drama, I know it's what a lot of people like to hear about is drama. So let me go ahead and get the drama out the way real quick. And then we get on to some of the good stuff. The drama is not that much. A lot of good, a lot of good things have happened. You know, a lot of stressful. The good comes with stress, but I still look at it, look at it as good. All right. So, since the last time we spoke, we had issues. Me and Lee, we had issues with our vehicle as far as it overheating. We also had issues with a certain bank. And then, last but not least. I had some issues with the contractor I was working with for the last six years or so when I was working and doing all these podcasting and all that stuff. So, you know, when I was talking about the contractor, there was been, it was sometimes I was trying to be mindful of what I was saying because you never know who's listening to you. And, you know, and even though I was a subcontractor and he wasn't really my employer, but he really was, you see what I'm saying? Because I'm a subcontractor. The difference was I didn't really have to ask for permission to take off of work or anything like that. He just had a job, and if he wanted me to do it, he would tell me what it was, and I would tell him if I accept the pay, you know? And that's pretty much how it worked. Well, I was working with this guy since 2012, all the way up to 2012 to 2018, so a total of six years. I worked with this guy. The first, I said the first two years or so, first two to three years, you know, I was the lowest guy on the totem pole the first year, so he let me go after the first year because he didn't have any more work. His business slows down in the wintertime. You know, uh, it's a lot more interior work to be done in the wintertime and a lot more exterior work to be done in the summertime. And at that time, he let me go because I was the lowest man on the totem pole. Well, he hired me back, you know, maybe like three or four months later. And at that time, I was maybe the fourth or fifth man on the team. Well, you fast forward that to the last three years of my employment with him. I was his only worker, like literally his only worker for three years straight. Now, it was okay because I was making money. I was getting raises and, you know, I was okay with that. Me and him, you know, doing the business, you know. But after about the fifth year or so, 
I had started learning what I was doing, you know, as far as having building the confidence behind what I was doing. And I had already told him my very first year during the interview process. I was like, hey, man, look, I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm not the kind of person who can work under someone for a long period of time. You know, I'm going to learn what I have to learn with you. And I'll work with you for about five years or so, you know, learn what I have to learn. But after that, I'm going to start branching off, trying to find some business of my own and see how that works. You know, he's like, OK, it's cool. You know, I guess he's a he's a contractor. So he kind of knows people come and go in his business. And I guess he was thinking that five years was a good investment, especially the last three, because I was his only worker. Well. It came to a point to where I was driving to work every day. But I was frustrated with what I was doing, not the painting. I, I really do enjoy painting. Like I really do enjoy painting. It's meditative to me. Uh, it's very it's very one on one. I don't really have nobody micromanaging me or anything like that. And I have time to contemplate on things while I'm painting. So I really enjoy it. I like that. I don't really like being in the public eye when I do my my creativity. So that's good for me. Well, being that I had started doing jobs on the side and figuring out how to kind of price the job and things of that nature, I started realizing how he was beating me. You know, he was really getting over on me. I would voice my opinion every now and then, and every now and then he would throw that raise up there, you know, to keep me satisfied or whatnot. Well, being that the money had, he had capped me off if I did work by the hour, like that, because I hardly ever did work by the hour. But if he did pay me by the hour, he had kept me off or put me at $20 an hour. And I was like, okay, that's good. You know, I'm not complaining. I really, because hell, at that time, that was the most I had made per hour. Being that I was doing the job, doing the work for three years, and we had got to an agreement to where he was just going to pay me by the job. I didn't want to get paid by the hour anymore because I was getting cheated that way. And so I started internalizing the frustration. This is just the way I kind of contemplate on this vehicle overheating like it did. But I was driving to work every day frustrated, knowing that I was getting beat. You know, I'm making him all this money. He don't have nobody else but me. It's just me and him. And the work didn't slow down. He went from having five people to one person. The work didn't slow down. Actually, the work picked up. We started doing residential jobs now. So... It was like, I'm making all this money for him and, you know, he don't want to be, he don't want to be, uh, he don't want to share the money, you know? Because at one time I asked him, like, you know, how much do you make off these apartments? Because we was doing apartments. Like, you know, I don't really make that much money off you. I made, you know how much I make off you? I'm like, nah, how much you make off me? I made like $20 per apartment. I'm like, that's bullshit. How the f do you make $20 an hour off of me, $20 per apartment off of me? Especially if I do, I guess, four apartments in a month. If I mean in a, in a in a week I can get like four or five apartments done in a week. So you're telling me y'all make twenty dollars off each bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, why do you even have to lie like that? You, that right there caused problems. You know, just to him, just the fact that he was lying over simple shit caused a problem. So I feel like the car gas because that's what happened. The car gaskets blew. The gaskets in the in the hit in the engine they blew. And I feel like that was because I was internalizing so much frustration, so much anger about what was going on that I was steadily getting in my car and driving to this location, internalizing this anger, so to speak. And because I didn't express it or release it in some form, it manifested 
in my engine because internally, you see, internally I was harboring anger. I was upset. You know, my engine was overheating my internal engine. And because of that, it manifested in my vehicle overheating, right? This, I don't know if it's right or not, but that's what I'm going to say. Well, I ended up not having a vehicle for three months, three months. But you know what? I say Trump. Yeah, you heard me say that. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter or not. I don't. I don't support Trump. I don't support none of these damn government people. They all in cahoots together, and not all of them. That's a blanket statement. So I ain't gonna say all of them, but a majority of them are in cahoots. There is no difference between politics than there is in Hollywood. So many people know what's going on in Hollywood as far as the child molestation and you know the, these child stars being coerced to doing things at a young age. On Sunday, Elijah Wood sat down with the Sunday Times to discuss the serious topic of pedophilia in the movie industry. Wood says, I've been led down dark paths to realize that these things probably are still happening. Wood says that Hollywood has a serious problem with the sexual abuse and exploitation of children. As a former child star himself, Wood sympathizes, saying, if you're innocent, you have very little knowledge of the world and you want to succeed. People with parasitic interests will see you as their prey, he added. It's, it's a lot of people in Hollywood who know about that, but no one says anything. Just like a lot of people in the government know what's really going on, but no one says anything. So because of that, I'm not going to put them in the limelight of a parent who I'm going to always say, oh, your parent, the best parent. No, f*** that. If they ain't no good, they ain't no good. Just be real with that. Once we become more honest and stop living in fairy tales, then a lot of this stuff can change. But until then, we got to deal what we deal with, you know? And that's what I did. I dealt with what I had to deal with until I really got frustrated. And like I said, for three months, my car was out. But how did I get back and forth to work? It wasn't because of this contractor. Hell, he didn't give a shit. You know, he did, but he didn't because I was his only worker. But you know what? You know why I say, I say F Trump? Because my neighbors are Hispanic. My Hispanic neighbors came to me. I didn't even let no one know my car was down. They came over here and like, hey, man. We noticed that you don't have a vehicle right now. You've been having car problems. Here, take these keys. Huh? Yeah, take these keys, man. We got family got to help each other, you know? And you got to get back and forth to work. So, you know, we got an extra vehicle. So take these keys so you can, you know, get to work and make sure you pay your bills and stuff. Now that right there, I appreciated that. I really did. And, you know, that's how I got back and forth to work for three months. They let me use their vehicle. No, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Didn't complain about it. Didn't ask for the vehicle back. Didn't ask for no money. Just pure kindness, compassion. Here you go. Family helps each other. But you're like, well, damn, why did it take you three months? Why did you have that vehicle for three months in the first place? Like, what the hell was going on with your vehicle? Well, like I told you, my gas gets blue. And I was making car notes, payments on this car. So I was really in a, in a bind at the time. I was like, what the fuck do I do? Do I get these gaskets fixed and then continue making payments on this car? I do I just turn this car over and take one for the team and try to find another car? Well, 
I'm gonna give this thing one more minute and then we're gonna take a break and um, we'll continue with that. But uh, before I take this break, I wanna say that uh, when I get back from this break, we will be talking about the car situation. So with that being the case. Behold, Simi, life, real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Are you on the path, then you found the right show. show. Are you the spiral or the zero? The in and out of time, you can call me hero. In the distant future, I can see the hero. hero. I give this foresight, love sharing insights, stimulating thoughts about life. About life. Using metaphors, are we living in the night? Exposing the dark, I bring awareness to the light. The light is spark. spark. Good morning, my neighbors! Alright, so, so I was having issues with my vehicle and, I, and it was the head gaskets, right? But I felt like the reason why I had this situation for three months is because I felt like the whole situation started when I ended up getting my pulleys tightened up. I took my car to a place, I'm not going to give you the name, but I took my, tar my car to a place that was family recommended and um, they ended up fucking my car up, long story short. You know, they charged me like $400 to fix some stuff and they didn't really fix it. And the guy who worked on my car got fired the very next day. I mean, the very next day he got fired. The, the owner asked me very crazy questions like, hey, have you been having this issue or having that issue? And I'm like, no, I didn't, I ain't had no issues. This is a brand new car pretty much, man. Like, I ain't got no issues. And everything he asked me, I started having that issue. So I know for a fact, you're not going to tell me, you can't convince me that they didn't fuck my car up. They did, you know, and because of that, they end up changing, supposed to be changing my water heater and uh, my water pump. I mean, and I don't really think they did that. And because they didn't really do that, so to speak, I think that's what's caused that was caused my engine to begin to overheat. So it's not really all their fault, however. Because even though my car started overheating, I should have took it and got a second opinion on it or looked into it or whatnot. But I kind of had one of those situations where you know you got a problem, but you try to ignore it type of deals. And that's what I did and it made it worse. My cognitive dissonance, right? Because I, I had contracting beliefs that I believed that uh, it was going to be okay, but really it wasn't. And that caused a problem. Well, because the car overheated for three months and I got all these different, you know, re, uh, quotes from different people, I ended up finding out that my car was going to cost too much money to get fixed. It was, it was going to cost too much to get fixed and make car notes at the same time. So I began looking for a new car. But before I did that, you know, I asked my contractor who I was working with at the time, you know, he had came to me. And he was like, um, hey, Jeff. I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, hey, man, we got a really big job coming up. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's the job, man? He said, well, we got to take our lot of drywall out, drywall out and we got to rehang it and uh, finish it and, and paint it. Well, I've worked with this guy for six years, so I know what that means. That means we are going to go together to get this drywall and hang it up and patch it together. However, when it's time to sand and paint, that's going to be all on me. So my question to him, which is always the same question. I said, okay, well, you know my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much is it going to pay? Same as always, $200 a day. Now, 
I can remember when I wasn't even making $80 a day working in factories at $10 an hour, eight hour shifts, hard ass work, $80, hot as shit, $80. So $200 in a day is good money for me from 12, 13. Well, yeah, about 12, 14 years ago. Yeah, that's not bad money because I was making like $10 an hour 10, 12 years ago working in these factories and stuff like that. Home health care pays even less than that. So it wasn't that I was complaining about the $200 a day. It was the fact that I've been working with this guy for six years. And for three of those years, it was just being me and him. Now, yeah, he tried to hire people. He tried to go out and find more workers, but no one stayed. Me and him for three years straight. He hires people. No one even stays. So I was like, you know, all right, man. Well, you know, that I've been using my neighbor's van for three months now, you know, and I don't really think he cared because he's not the one who has to come and pick me up at my house every morning so I can go to work and help him make money. Sure. He ain't got to be responsible for responsible for getting me to work. Right. But it's his job. So he should be responsible for making sure his employees are taken care of if he only has one and he's uh, he's doing the business to the point to where he's not paying for anything except wages. He's not paying for materials, gas, none of that, just the labor. And I was like, OK, well, you know, you think you can pay a little bit more? Well, see, he is a white guy. He's a Republican. He's a true Christian, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. And he don't like Obama. And he has a stigma against the minorities, even though he might not verbally say his actions and his words or reading between his words, you can find it there. So, again, whatever true Christian means, it doesn't really mean too much because you don't even know how to treat the next person equally. Right. I kind of had his mindset, you know, but you would have swore when I said, well, hey, man, you think you can pay a little bit more? You would have swore. I said. Jesus is black now. I'm black, so to me, Jesus is black, according to the Bible, he has bronze feet, hair of wool. That doesn't sound like white, so it shouldn't really be anything wrong with that. But, you know, we live in a world where motherfuckers don't give a damn about what the facts are. It's all about how something makes them feel. I, I would agree that if you're, when you're talking about the historical Jesus and Kelly during <clears> her <throat> segment, she took a moment to say that, you know, we have historical evidence of what Jesus looked like. Yeah, he was an olive-skinned man because he was from first century Palestine. He likely had close-cropped dark hair and dark eyes and looked like his peers and contemporaries. And so yeah. on that, Kelly is definitely just incorrect. She's misinformed. Um, anyone who has Jesus. studied the Bible and anyone who knows about the heritage or the roots of Jesus knows that he was a dark skinned person and probably not a wasn't a white man. It's not probably was he wasn't a white man. He was a, a darker persuasion. Yeah, he, he certainly Eastern didn't come from Jewish, right? He didn't come from Europe. He didn't come from North America. He, that's that's just not where he came from. So Jesus isn't white and saying that is just wrong. The facts does not matter. Right. Just like, for example, I just did an Instagram post talking about. The lie that we live shatters in the presence of truth. And basically what I'm trying to say in that one, because I said it in the writing part description, basically what I'm saying is, you know, if a person doesn't believe in that, then like, if you believe in like this Trump wall, people believe in this Trump wall. Oh, we got to get this wall built. Help us, you know, stop immigration and all this, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, oh, hold on a second. 
check your ancestry. Guaranteed 95% of your ancestry is not going to say it's from America. It's not. You're going to have interest from everywhere. So with that being the case, why don't you feel the same way about your ancestors when they were trying to get over here? You didn't you didn't say shit about that. You don't feel you don't call yourself an immigrant and want to get shipped off wherever your DNA says you first came from. So don't you're living in a lie. You're living in a lie. You know, and I told him, I'm like, well, look, dude, you're living in a lie. I ain't telling like that, you know, but I was like, OK, well, calm down, calm down, because like I could say he was all the boxers in a bunch. I was like, calm down, dude. You know, it's just a question. Either you can do it or you can't. And you're like, well, I mean, you, know, you can take it or you can leave it. And now we had a conversation for a couple of times about that statement, take it or leave it. But he changed it because originally it was you can work or go home. He said that to me twice. And the last time I got into him, and I was like, hey, dude, I don't need you to tell me where I can go. First of all, and I know this is your your company, so you know I don't need you let me reminding me that it's your company. I know that I work with you, so again, I don't I don't need you to say work or go home or any of that. If I don't want to be here, I'm gonna leave and go somewhere. None of your damn business, you know. But I don't want to hear you tell me that again. You know, it's not it's disrespectful. And he never said it again. But later on down the road, several almost a year or two later, he comes to me with take it or leave it. You know what I mean? I said okay. I didn't respond to that. I said okay. So we left with it that that was on a Monday. Well, on a Tuesday, the very next day, we had another argument and I didn't really, I didn't really know how to kind of take this argument to tell you the truth. The argument was about who has more authority, basically. And I don't really do well with authority, especially when someone feels like they have authority over me. So I didn't really do well with this conversation because... He was like, hey, Joe, what's going on? Like, hey, um, they're going to have a contractor come over there and do some por put some porcelain on the cabinets. I'm like, OK, yeah, I know that they just came in here and he walked out. So I kind of figured he was going to the office to let them know I was still in here working. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what he did. And she said to go ahead and let them do what they got to do because they got higher priority. So go ahead and uh, wrap it up over there. How much you got left over there? I was like, well, hell, I'm, I'm actually about done. I'm in the dining room now. I got this one little dining room wall over here and then I got, I do the baseboards, but I can brush those out. You know, I know they're not keeping the carpet, so I was going to spray them out. But if he needs to be in here, I don't mind brushing them out so I can go ahead and get it done. And like, nah, nah, go ahead, just go ahead and wrap it up and uh, go ahead and go over to the next apartment over here and do this and do that. And I was like, well, you know, there's really no need for me to go back over to that apartment because that's like more like a five minute job. And there's no need for me to pack all this stuff up out of here just to go do a five minute job and have to come right back over here as soon as he get done because he's going to be done in less than an hour, you know? So that's kind of a waste of time. He's like, well, yeah, go ahead and wrap it up anyway. Or just, you know, just, uh, just sit outside until they get done or whatever. So then he ends up hanging up and he calls me right back. And he's like, well, uh, didn't you say you only got the dining room left? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, well, yeah, go ahead and spread that little section out, man. You can, like you said, you should, you can go ahead and uh, paint the baseboards because you shouldn't be in their way because they're gonna be in the kitchen. I like, yeah, I agree with you, man. But the guy in here told me to go ahead and hold off. What guy? The guy in here about to do the cabinet. I told, I asked him if I can go ahead and do it because he's waiting on his coworker. But he told me to hold off because he doesn't want any paint to kind of spray around. Oh uh, well, who told you this? I'm like the contractor, dude. Go ahead, go ahead and spread, man. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they're talking about. All right, well, hold on, man. I can't. He just told me not to spray in here, man. Like, well, who's writing your check? What, nigga? 
fuck you mean who's writing my check that right there rubbed me that's that was worse than saying you can take it or go home or you can take it or leave it or uh work or go home. it don't matter it was worse than all those and i did not appreciate that at all i was like what fuck you mean who writes my check i'm like all right well you know what let's take this break and i'll tell you what i said care learn share internal monarch is on the quest to take over the globe because we care to learn and we learn to share if you can resonate with our creed make sure you press the follow button and also press the share button so other people right there can find this show and don't forget you do have a purpose it's exposing the dark have you have woken you up woken up Stimulate your thoughts by igniting, the, by spark. igniting the spark. Are you Are able you to see? You do have a purpose. It's exposing the dark. Are you walking, Are you walking your own path? path? Live at your purpose by igniting the by spark. Igniting the spark. Welcome, welcome to the kingdom. To the kingdom. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Internal monarch. Internal monarch.com. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose. It's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Welcome to the station with the imagination. Using the mental capacities to rule the nation. No hesitation, no need for shaking, no limitations. It's confirmation. Humanity's our dedication. And salvation's our motivation. Experience the validation. Disinformation, the medication for cultural degradation. Prescribing mental occupation with spiritual revelations. Metaphorical dissertation. Bridge building occupation. It's time we spark communication. Taking over Taking the globe. Over the globe. Follow, us. Follow us. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. spark. You do have a purpose. It's purpose is dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the by spark. Igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Turn monarch. <laughs> I got you in one of those commercial breaks. Left you in suspense, didn't I? Uh, I tried to. I tried to. You know, I try to be dramatic every now and then. Anyway, anyway. So I was like, you know, talking, finishing up what I was talking about. You know, I was like, what do you mean? Who writes my check, dude? I'm like, well, first of all, let's let's look at this for a second. The woman in the office who writes your check told you they have higher priority over the paintwork right now and she told you who i work for to tell me to let them do what they have to do so let's get this straight she writes your check and she told you i can't do anything so that's what i'm going to listen to i'm going to listen to her because she's the boss right now so i don't really know what you want me to do well, I already told you what I want you to do. Yeah, I know what you told me what you want me to do, but I can't do that. So, I, again, I don't really know what you wanted me to do. Well, I already told you what I want to do, so, you know, bye. When I hung up with him, the other contractor was in there who, was, who had the priority. He was like, man, he's an asshole. I didn't have to apologize on his behalf, but I had him on speakerphone. I don't put my phone to my ears, deadly. <laughs> and women, don't put your phone in your bra because just do your own research and you'll find it for yourself. But there is research out there that states that women who put their cell phones in their bras have a like a higher chance of getting breast cancer on that breast. The United States government says cell phones pose no cancer risk. 
I think it's better to be safe than sorry. Here are a few ways to limit your exposure to smartphone radiation. If you talk on your cell phone and hold it to your ear, try moving it one inch away from your head. This small adjustment can decrease the amount of radiation exposure by 85%. Even better, holding it three inches away will leave you exposed to almost no radiation. And here's a phone fact to consider. When cell service is bad, your phone is working extra hard to find a better signal and therefore emitting more radiation. So if your cell is breaking up or you get disconnected, don't call back. Instead, finish the conversation through text or video chat. The ladies aren't safe either, so listen up. Even though there's still no consensus about whether or not cell phone radiation causes cancer, we recommend keeping your phone away from your breasts, just in case. So just check it out, like do your own research, but look and see like the research, see what the research says about women who put their cell phones in their bras and which breast is the normal one to get the cancer in it and see if there's any type of correlation to that. But long story short, I don't want to put a phone to my head. It's microwaves and elf waves and all that going to my, I don't want that. So, you know, I didn't want to do that. And so I put them on speakerphone and that's how to do hurt them. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, you know, it was just, that's what I do. And he was like, and I, but I was, I did apologize on his behalf. It's his company. You know what I mean? So I like, like, man, I apologize. You had to hear that. You know, we, he normally is not like that. You know, like, well, he's an asshole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's having one of those moments today. So that was two days, right? So Monday argument, Tuesday argument. And, uh, the job that we had argument about that house, that, in, that, uh, drywall job that was supposed to be in on a Friday. So normally what happens when I worked with him, normally I even helped this guy set up a, um, a system for his company because he, he didn't really have a system for keeping up with time. So I had to, I, I implemented something for him with that and it helped him out a lot. It helped me out too, because he was actually getting over sometimes, you know, normally what happens when I'm done with a job is I text him like the, the apartment number or whatever. I text him the, what was done and how much it came up to. And he always confirm it and say, okay, uh, here's the next location. Well, on that Thursday, when I got done my last apartment, I text him like, hey, like I always do. Here's this, here's that. I'm done. He said, okay. He didn't text me the address to tell me where to go next. He didn't give me an apartment number. Just said, okay. So I'm looking at this like, okay, we had an argument on Monday. We had an argument on Tuesday. And he already know how I feel about, you know, the job paying $200 right now. So I don't really know, you know, he didn't text me back. So I woke up from Friday morning. I woke up. I got dressed as if I was going to go to work. I took Lee to work. You know, he didn't call me. He didn't text me that morning. Like, hey, Jeff, here's the address. Didn't text me. I got Lee to work. Still didn't text me. Eight o'clock. I normally get to work between eight to eight thirty, sometimes nine. Again, I don't work by the hour, so it doesn't really matter what time I get to work. As long as I get the job done in the time frame that's allocated to me. So when I get there, I mean, not when I get there, when I, when I drop off Lee, I'm waiting. Okay. 830, 9:30, 10:30. I'm like, okay, well, I guess he doesn't want to use me today. He didn't text me the address. He knows I don't have anything to do today. So maybe he just didn't want to use me because it's Monday and Tuesday. That's my, that's my reasoning over here. All right. Well, he ends up texting me at about 
4.30, almost 5 o'clock that night. I say almost 6 o'clock, actually, not even 4.30. Between 5 and 6, he texts me and say, Hey, Jeff, I didn't hear from you today. Now, I'm like, hold on a second, homie. I told Lee, I said, man, this is a, that's one of those petty texts. Why are you calling it a petty text? I was like, because, like, I dropped you off at work at 8 o'clock. You know, for a fact, I'm at work. As soon as I drop you off, I go to work. He didn't see me. He made a big deal about me not taking lunch breaks because I come from the healthcare field. So I'm used to working and not taking lunches. But he made a, such a big deal of me not taking my lunch breaks because he didn't want to pay for that. It put him in a situation where he would have to offer insurance. He was like, no, no, whether you take lunch or not, I'm still going to dock it from your check. He made such a big deal. I'm like, well, why did he text me at lunch break? I mean, he faithfully eats lunch. He's a big guy. So he faithfully eats lunch. And he didn't text me and say nothing. He didn't go to work today and think about 9.30. Well, damn, Jeff ain't made it here yet. Oh, shit. I ain't even give him the address to get here. He didn't think that. He didn't think when he was at lunch. Well, damn, I've been here all day by my damn self. He ain't got no other workers, just me and him. I've been here all my, my, all my damn self. I wonder where the hell Jeff is at. I need to text him and find out. Nope, he didn't do that. At 4 o'clock, when it's time for me to normally leave, because I normally leave between 3.30 and 4 o'clock, he didn't say, well, damn, Jeff didn't even show up today. I hope everything's okay with him. I know he doesn't have a vehicle. I wonder if he was able to get to work today. None of that. So, again, let's rewind a little bit. He doesn't like Obama. He has a problem with minorities. He's a Republican. And he told me no matter what or no matter who, is on the ticket, he's gonna always vote Republican. No matter what or who, that says a lot. So, you should be able to piece together who I'm dealing with right now, right? So I'm not gonna pick up the phone and say, hey master, you got a, you got a job for me. I'm not gonna do that shit, cause I knew that's what he wanted. You know what I mean? He has a problem about people on food stamps, but he don't have a problem about the government being on food stamps. The government's the biggest recipient on food stamps, but he don't have a problem with that. So he didn't call me. And so I told her that, and I was like, I'm not going to text him back. That was on a Friday. I woke up on a Saturday morning, and I texted him. Ha, 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 ha. I could have said the same thing, man. I was waiting on you to give me the address. You know what he did? He didn't like that text. He, I don't think he liked the ha, ha, ha. Because I definitely said ha, ha, ha. I was laughing in my text. I don't think he really enjoyed that because on Friday, his big ass was out there working all by himself. He ain't got no other workers. And he wasn't happy with that. So, you know, he didn't really take that text too lightly. Even though we've been working together for six years and he knows my personality more than a lot of people because we worked a lot for six years dealing with me. That's a lot, dude, on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. That's a lot, you know? And, and so he knows my sense of humor and things. So he knew I was joking, but he didn't take it as a joke. So his response was, send me your numbers. What, what are you talking about, send me? What? what are you talking about, send me the numbers? I'm like, I'm driving right now, I'm out of town. Going to go look at the car. Because he know I ain't had no car. I'm like, I'm out of town right now. Trying to get this new car, man. I'll let you know how it goes. But I don't know. I like When I get done, I'll see my numbers. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why the hell he want my numbers? The numbers are not due until next Friday. 
and he asking for them a week ahead of time. I was like, all right, well, I'll see your numbers when I get there, when I get a chance. And so I sent him my numbers. He said, all right, I'm gonna put your check in the mail. What? It's a whole week left before you put my check in the mail. So I'm like, okay, he called himself firing me, right? That's what he, think he's, that's what he thinks he's doing. So I'm like, okay, well, there had, must have been a misunderstanding because I didn't leave you hanging. So he, he responds back and says, uh, give me a, uh, well, uh, give me a call. And I was like, damn, man, like, this dude is, like, doing the most, like, right now. Like, if I tell you I didn't quit on you, there's been a misunderstanding, and you didn't text me the address, why don't you just say, okay, well, if there was a misunderstanding, here go the address, meet me here on, on Monday. He didn't say that. He want me to call him. So I'm like, okay, all right, fine. So I'll call. You know, I'll call him and shit. And here's a conversation. Hello? Hello? Hey man, what's going on? Hey Joe, uh, nice to hear from you. Yeah, I know man, what's going on? I don't know, you tell me. Well shit man, you told me to give you a call. I don't, I don't know why you told me to call you. I told you that, you know, I didn't leave you hanging or whatnot. So I'm just trying to figure out why I gotta call you. You could have just texted me the address, but obviously you got something to say. So I'm, a, I'm calling to find out what that is. Well, you know, uh, yeah. What's been going on with you, man? Like, you know, uh, you need to get, you know, this not how business works. You know, you got you to gotta get in the real world. I'm like, well, I do live in the real world. If I recall correctly, on Monday you asked me about, a, you told me about a job and I asked you if you could pay more and you kind of, you know, got upset about that. But, you know, like I told you then, like, it's okay. And you kind of told me to take it or leave it. And I end up leaving it apparently because I didn't show up. You know, well, you didn't you didn't come to work on on Friday. I didn't see you on Friday. You were no you were no show on, on Monday. You didn't show up on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, but uh, what do you mean I'm a no call, no show? What are you talking about? You told me to send me my numbers to you, remember? So I really don't know why you would expect for me to come to work on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday when on that Saturday you pretty much text me and said you're gonna put my check in the mail. So again, guy, what are you, I don't, I have no clue what you're talking about, you know? Uh, well, that's not how business work, man. And, uh, and if you want to work for me, you know, uh, you're going to work, continue to work for me, then we can't talk about, you know, we're no longer going to talk about the money. What, nigga? What the fuck you mean we're not going to talk about the money? This is what my nigga tip say. Hey, money. Don't be blowing me up, nigga. I ain't getting no. If it ain't about the money. Ain't no use to you oh, ringing my line, stop wasting my time. If it ain't about the money. Nah, I can even hear what you say. I ain't better do shit. If it ain't about the money. Bitch, you can miss me with it. Bitch, nigga, miss me with it. Like, that's, I'm a subcontractor. I have no choice but to talk to you about the money. You trying to turn me into an employee without no benefits. That ain't gonna work, right? That ain't gonna work at all. He, he wanted me to call him that day. I can, let me tell you why I know he wanted me to call him. Because he said, out of his own mouth, well, I mean, if you wanted to sit at home and not make no money, you know, by all means, do that. Well, first of all, I'm never going to just sit at home and not make no money. Second of all, don't worry about what I'm going to do if, it, if you're not going to help me. That's none of your business or concern. You're just trying to throw a jab. And I got to tell him, I said, well, I'm never going to sit at home and not make any money. And, you know, I didn't show up on work on Friday to your job, but I still went to work on Friday and I made $400 that day. So I doubled what you was going to offer me. You know, I had to do what I got to do. And I, I didn't ask you to pay me more monies on these apartments. Even though we both know you can afford to do that, I didn't ask you to do that. I asked you if you could pay more money on this one job and you had a damn fit about that. 
and you know i can't do anything about that just like when you let me go my first year because you didn't have any more work it was business and you did what you had to do because it was business i didn't come to work for you on that one day because it was business you see and all of a sudden now it was a problem and i'm just trying to figure out why is that a problem you see what i'm saying you know i, I asked you to pay more money you couldn't do it you didn't want to do it you refused to do it and you got up so upset that I didn't show up for this one job, guy. I've been with you for six years, homie. Six. How many times have I ever told you, no, I'm not going to do that job? None. Not once. But now all of a sudden, because I put my foot down on this one day, and I said, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to accept it this time. I have a, I'm in a situation, and you're, not, you're making all the money. You're not seeming to want to help. No, I'm not going to do it. That makes you upset. And so you now you're telling me, you don't you you let me go because of all this one time I said no is that so is that what you going is that what's happening you telling I said basically are you telling me that if I say no to this one job you don't need me anymore yeah yeah that, that's what I'm saying yeah exactly you know if you don't want if you don't want to have me on this job then I can't use you on nothing I said okay well you know what it was nice knowing you it was nice working for you have a nice life that was happening in August of 2018 the first pretty much like the first week of August. And on the, the first day of August, August 1st, no, yeah, August 1st, August 2nd, but it was no more than two to three days later, my business, Swap Painters, Superior Work Affordable Prices, was established. I had my licenses, my insurance, all of it lined up. I was ready. Swap Painters, you damn right, Swap Painters. Don't fuck with that guy, you know? Now, I, I, I still owe him, I still show him respect. You know, because he taught me everything I know about painting, really, you know, and it, it was such a hard transition as far as, you know, trying to show him my appreciation, because even though even after he let me go and I told him, well, after, he didn't let me go. I, I quit on him. Even after I quit on him, you know what happened after I quit on him? Let me tell you what happened on the clothes. Let me go ahead and take this one more break real quick. And I'm going to tell you what happened on the clothes. I'll be right back. Internal, what are you doing here? It is Challenge Day. I, Internal, have been watching from the mountains as the technological advancements have ruined humanity. I will not have it. I said I will not have it. An urgency emerging for my destiny, my lineage is kings and queen, my frequency is gonna leave my legacy. These autobots, they follow me, the humble to me, could it be comparison? I waste that time, I waste that time. Can't you make it Your consciousness does not align, you a slave to the high mind. By design, I'm a prime, the last of my kind. I'm shifting paradigms, all about that green. No more beef, vegetarian, So far off, quantum me. Cause I'm serious Same amount of time Can't use mine You're delirious Always improving my consciousness Seem to love pursuing Always consuming I have no choice But to give it to you My chakra will no longer see the sputter The globe is starting to spin My crop is at the hover Grinding my roots I'm beaming up Sky is to the crown There's a silence to the violence Why we turn it down? Darkness majority Follows minority Abandon my lord He acknowledge authority Won't fit with me more So I gotta keep it moving Creativity is fluid Concepts equally exuded Executed Undisputed, overheated, I'm your cooling, motivated like a student. Please don't let this moment fool you. In the future, I'm a guru. To you humans, I'm a mutant trying to get you guys a planet. You a hostage on this planet. I'm in transit, it's a challenge. How'd you manage all this damage? Oh my god, on oh my bars, 
you a spine from a god. From a bird, from a god. Nigga from a demigod, stimulating thoughts at night in the spark. Exposing the dark. Find me yet and turn the morning off. Alright, alright. So we're gonna close this episode up with the last bit of this conversation as far as how this all went down and what the income or outcome was, right? So again, you know, after I quit on him, he began to show me his true colors because once I quit on him, he still owe me my check. Now, remember, he said he's going to put my check in the mail like a week before all this. You know, that, that happened on a, on a this, that was a Saturday when he said he's going to put my check in the mail. And I talked to him on a Monday. So he could already have my check in the mail by then, but he did, he didn't put it in there. So when I talked to him on that Monday, he ended up saying what he had to say. I ended up quitting, you know, and I never got my check. Like a week later, I'm like, hey, where my check at? So he ends up reaching out to me and says, your check is going to be $100 short. What? What? $100 short? Why is my check $100 short? Like, I asked him that. He's like, well, because I had to go to the last apartment you did and you had left some overspray in there and I had to clean it up. Well, this is his colors right now. This is how you, this is how you know I had to hurt him because the apartment only paid me $200. That apartment that, I, that he was talking about was a $200 job. That's it. So I was like, well, hold on a second. How are you going to take half of what you paid me just to clean up a few areas of overspray, which is nothing but water and a rag? That's half, dude. Well, that's what I'm going to take. I'm taking off 100. I said, okay, well, you know what, dude? That's fine because last week, you had me go do some touch-ups in an apartment that you did. I didn't do nothing in there. You did all those. And there were three areas in that apartment that I had to go and touch up. And I had to mud some areas and wait for it to dry and paint. I charged you $20 per area, so that's 60 bucks. So now, thank you for cleaning up behind me, but you can now only deduct $40 from my check. You know what he did then? Then he goes to say, well, I can also... Uh, deduct more money if you want to be like that. I can also deduct more money from other apartments that had to clean up. No, fuck you, can't. Fuck you, what you, what? Dude, you already wrote my checks for those. You can't deduct nothing you already paid me for. What's wrong with this guy? You see what I'm saying? That's how I know he was hurt because he wasn't even thinking rationally right now. And he's a very rational guy. He does not have any type of intuition or intuitive mind. He's just very rational. If it ain't, if it ain't physical, he don't know nothing about it. So, it's like, hold on a second, dude. That's, that's backwards. I'm like, look, you know what? I told him. I said, you know what? Because my check was pretty nice size. That check was anyway. I said, you know what? Write my check. You, you can take out 40 to $50, no more than that. And send my check to me. And if you got to take out 100 take out 100 I don't care. At the end of the day, I want my money. And if that, if that means I have to lose $100 to get you out of my life, I will lose $100 to get you completely out of my life. I can always make that money back, but I will love my peace of mind today. You know, and, and he didn't really, you know, he, he, he didn't like that either. He didn't like the fact that, you know, I was like, whatever, dude, get my money. So he still took a long time to get my money. So then I started saying like, hey, man, my, my check ain't gotten the mail yet. Where's my check? All right, put it in the mail. I can't control the mail. Like, no, you can't control the mail, but you can control when you put it in the mail. And we live literally not even 45 minutes away from each other, so it shouldn't take a week to get my mail. You know? Like, I'm going to start reporting you, and then maybe I can get my money. 
when I said that, all of a sudden, I got my money. Because I told him, like, well, because I told him, I said, well, man, if you put my check in the mail a week ago, and I haven't got it yet, it must have got lost in the mail or something. So how about you just call your bank, void that check, I will meet you wherever you are at, and you can rewrite my check right then and there. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, well, fine. I'm finna call some. We about to get some people involved. We about to get the legal people involved so I can get my money because it's against the law to not pay nobody for their labor. Right? So that's how that went down. And the reason why I wanted to, um, like I said, I still owe him. I don't owe him any money. I just owe him my appreciation. And it's not that I'm trying to be, you know, sorry or nothing like that. It's just I know he taught me a lot about painting. Which is now my livelihood, which is how I make my livelihood now. So I, I definitely appreciate the stuff that he taught me. And from August all the way up until Christmas, I was trying to figure out like how can I how can I give him appreciation? You know, like I'm email him. I don't want to talk to him no more. I don't want to call him. I'm gonna send him a Christmas card and say thank you, Merry Christmas. I appreciate everything you you know you taught me. Merry Christmas. It was something like that. I I you know that's what the intentions were. But I came across more information that he was, you know, defamation. He was using defamation. You know, he was defaming my name. He was going around telling people that, you know, oh, Jeff wasn't reliable. Well, that's kind of funny because I was your only worker for three years. So how how can I not be reliable? I mean, your only worker for three motherfucking years and I'm not reliable. Oh, Jeff, Jeff wasn't ever on time. Well, if I'm not on the clock, how am I, how am I late? If you say, hey, I need this apartment done by Wednesday. And it's Monday, and I get the job done on Tuesday. How am I late? You see what I'm saying? Like, he really tried his best to kind of control me. And then he goes around trying to tell people and and, and, and try to act like I wasn't this or I wasn't that. You know, it's like, hold on a second. This whole time I've been doing all this shit for you, and this is how you truly feel? This is how you feel about me? I mean, I already knew that anyway because you voted for Trump. You, you talked about the Muslims and all that when we did their apartments. You, you know, you talked about people on food stamps. You said all, everybody had roaches, but you act like you didn't know what the hell I was talking about when I said, oh, so you think the, the queen of England has roaches? What are you talking about, Jeff? Oh, so you're saying Elvis Presley, when he was famous, had roaches? Oh, yeah. So you tell me Donald Trump got roaches? No, he was talking about people, minority, had roaches. They, everybody had, I'm like, I ain't never had no damn roaches. I might have been around roaches, but I ain't never had a roach. And you ain't paying me enough money to take one home. You see what I'm saying? So like, I, I, I there was a lot with this guy, a lot. And I should have left him. I should have left when he voted for Trump. I said I was gonna leave when he voted for Trump, but I ended up staying, you know, because I'm like, I ain't gonna let somebody's political views, you know, come between my pockets. It was more of a moralistic and principle thing, you know. And you know, I got four minutes left before the end of this show. And this is what I wanted. This is the, this is what I really came up to. First of all, the the reason why I handled the situation the way I did, as far as forgiving him and not being spiteful, is because I went through this before in my healthcare field, and I learned my lesson through healthcare. I think I did a show about that, and if I did, I will link it in the description so you can check out that show, uh, so you can find out exactly what I'm talking about. I live, I learned through my mistakes. I wasn't gonna repeat those. You see what I'm saying? Another thing that I, I learned through this process, sometimes it, re it requires a little fear to get you to move toward what you really um, what you really should be doing in the first place. Because remember at the beginning of this show, I said that I had told him and I, you know, I told myself it was like an affirmation that 
I was going to work for five years and then I was going to start my own business and branch off. Well, the, the end of the fourth year, the end of the fourth year, I started having issues. I hadn't had no issues with him at all. But at the end of the fourth year, all of a sudden, the checks started coming in late. At the end of the year, right before the fifth year joined in, the checks started coming in late. I kind of left, I, I left that slide, you know. I'm like, ah, well, that's okay. You know, I'm still getting paid. Might not be on time, but I'm still getting paid. But then when the fifth year started, when the fifth year joined in, then I started having car problems and I started seeing, I started noticing that he was getting over on the payments, you know, and, and that's, that's when I was like, ah, I get it. I made an affirmation saying I was going to do something. However, because I gotten so comfortable, see the money was good. So it made me comfortable, even though I was still internalizing the frustration, which manifested in my car overheating i was still comfortable enough not to take any actions it wasn't until the the tension between our relationship came that made me really see him for what he was and to get me motivated to take the action that needed to be taken taken which was to actually get my business off the ground and run it so with that being the case if you would like to see my business and, you know, see what I've been doing since I started my own business, you can actually check it out on Instagram and Facebook. You can type in Swap Painters, S-W-A-P, Painters, uh, LLC, or you can just go to my Facebook and you can find it there or something like that. But um, you can check out my work there. So with that being the case, family, that's what's been going on with me as far as my career. And I've been doing my business since August and I really enjoy my business. I'm having fun, a little bit stressed out. Because I have to do my own marketing. I got to do my own work. I don't have any employees. So it's, it's a lot on my table right now. But I've gotten to a point to where now I can, you know, do more shows. I can get back in here and talk to you guys. So, you know, so things are picking up. Well, that's the end of the show. I'm going to go ahead and stop it here. And I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is on the next episode, I'm going to tell you or share with you what happened with the vehicle situation. As far as our neighbors letting us use a vehicle. And what the bank did to us and the reason why um, I no longer have my current, my old vehicle anymore and what I'm driving today. So with that being the case, stay tuned for that. Again, I appreciate you spending time with me and I hope this was informative. I hope it was entertaining and hopefully, hopefully you can pick up a few more mistakes and a few of my own mistakes and some of the things I learned through this. And hopefully you can use those in your life as well. Peace out, family. Today's content was brought to you by Internal Monarch, the brand that is dedicated to helping humanity live up to its greatest potential. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to go to internalmonarch.com to get registered today. Also, don't forget to download and follow us on Spreaker. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. -E -E you can also find it in the App Store on your mobile or handheld device. If you're engaged in social media and would like to link up with us, check out the show notes to find all the links to our social presence as we take over the globe. We would like to give thanks to soundbible.com for providing some of the sound effects that help make today's show possible. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running.
Liftoff. We have a liftoff. According to predictions, I could be a politician. Taking shit from the people like a mortician. According to predictions, I could be a politician. Taking shit from the people like a mortician. Humanity needs an intervention. I'm on a mission. Consciousness coming from another dimension. Thank dimension. Take your mental body to ascension. Since you're spending time, pay attention. The currency maker's making on us to get the media. Always stimulating the mind so we won't listen. Listen to these words, something like a magician. Blow my hand and camouflage into a musician. The things that I mentioned. Take your mental body to ascension. Since you're spending time, pay attention. No such thing as a halfway look You look. either see the shit or you're halfway shook Cause earth is the garden that will make us gardeners I'm living in this concrete jungle like it's Harlem It's next in the garden, the women children hollering Hollering the hoe, chopped his head off, head off I'm looking for the rain man, have you seen the rain man? The rain man, drought, we are growing, it's insane man The government, the thirsty, the prisons, the prisons, the cops, the cops, the cops, the cops, the Before that shit is considered wrong Real slow like it's me alone People were free to live their life like it's all alone Cause all of my white lies invested in black ties Who I'm gonna bleed, shit I can't my own eyes I wonder if humanity's gonna wake up to realize The real war is taking place on the third eye Distracted by this Monday reality until we die The masses of the people like the drama is glorified Switch it up, switch it up, climax, climax Relax like this, the IMAX According to predictions, I could be a politician Taking shit from the people like a mortician According to predictions, I could be a politician Taking shit from the people like a mortician Humanity needs an intervention, I'm on a mission Consciousness coming from another dimension The things that I mentioned, taking mental body to ascension Since you're spending time, pay attention The currency maker's banking on us to get dementia Always stimulating the mind so we won't listen Man, with these words, something like a magician Where my And they camouflage into a musician The thing that I mentioned Take your mental body through ascension Since you're spending time Pay attention, attention, attention